Welcome to Digging the Dharma, where we dig into the Buddhist Dharma and explore ways of bringing these 2,500-year-old teachings into our lives. I'm Doug Smith of Doug's Dharma on YouTube and the Online Dharma Institute. And I'm John Aaron, teacher at New York Insight Meditation Center and Space to Meditate and an MBSR teacher and trainer. Well, hello, John. Good to see you. Wonderful, wonderful time. Uh, this pre-Thanksgiving. So, indeed, uh, indeed. Post-election, pre-Thanksgiving. <laughs> post-election, pre-Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, at least many of us can can be somewhat happy with the results of the election. I mean, I hope most of us. I mean, nobody won, nobody lost. And, I mean, on a maga, yeah. on a macro scale. God, I almost said maga <laughs> scale. On a macro yes, scale, I, maga loss. I will say that. <laughs> <clears throat> and if we have some MAGA listeners, Freudian slip I, there. <laughs> I feel, I, 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 you know, if we have any MAGA listeners, I, 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 I will have compassion for your losses. <laughs> yes. And uh, anyway, I'm going to be on retreat over Thanksgiving, so uh, I will, I will, I will miss it. Which is, um, you know, you'll be having a good time. Well, I don't know if I'll be having a good time, but I'll be having a time. <laughs> and they do serve a nice Thanksgiving meal, as I recall, um, without the turkey, of course. But, uh, but yeah, we were going to talk about gratitude, and and uh, you know, it's it's uh, such a, a good time to lives. do it. Yeah, I mean, this is one of the things that I love about about Thanksgiving as as a holiday. For me, I love it because it's relatively secular, but at the same time, it has this wonderful. You know, it's it's a good reason to celebrate, right? Celebrating gratitude, celebrating giving thanks for all the things that have happened to you and to those around you that are good during the year, you know? And there's there's a lot. There's always a lot, really. Even in a bad year, there's always a lot. This is true. <clears throat> and I think I mean it's it's interesting as as we talked about doing this, I um you can correct me, of course. I, I don't know that there are specific teachings in the Dharma around gratitude. And yet, there is uh, a sense that if we're waking up to life, <laughs> if we wake up to our lives, we see a lot more to be to have gratitude toward than we might otherwise. And you know, when I very often, when I'm even guiding a meditation, I suggest that people receive each breath with gratitude, because after all, each breath is just another breath of life. And, you know, that's a pretty good place to start. And then, you know, expanding from there and, and just having gratitude for our ability to, to be aware, to be awake in, in ways that, you know, many, many beings can't. Uh, of course, they don't know that necessarily, but having come that far is a big, uh, a big thing. You know, and people talk about gratitude lists and, and, you know, keeping a gratitude list. And that's, these are wonderful exercises, actually. And, and I think they're good. They're also good um, ways to counteract sort of depressive tendencies that some of us have from time to time. Yeah. When you get sort of down about things. Yeah, that's very good point. And, and, you know, when, I mean, in terms of just mindfulness, the practice of mindfulness, when we find that you know, when a, when a student says that they're stuck in oppressive thoughts or depressive thoughts or just ruminations and, you know, and they're really feeling down, as you just said, it's always useful to say, well, what else is here? 
you know, what isn't that way, you know, and, and mm -hmm. that may be in the body or it may be external and just, we have to remind ourselves. And I, I think that if we take in that recollective quality of sati, of mindfulness, that that's also a way of, of recollecting gratitude, recollecting things that we have gratitude for. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, the the the, the recollection practices are, and 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 many many of them are really related closely to gratitude. I mean, I think I think as you said, it's actually interesting that there isn't much of an emphasis on gratitude in the early tradition. I'm not so sure about the later traditions. I'm sure there must be something somewhere in the later traditions, but early on, there's not much. I mean, there are places. I mean, for example, in um, the sutta the early sutta that I did my book on, mm. uh, the Mahamangala sutta, <clears throat> yeah. one, of the, one of the sort of like good, skillful tendencies that we should cultivate in ourselves is gratitude. It's one of the ones that's mentioned in that sutta, but that's unusual. It's really, I mean, there are others, but not many in the early tradition that talk about gratitude. But as you say, I think the the recollection practices recollecting our own uh, beneficial actions, recollecting the Buddha, the Dharma, the Sangha, uh, those kinds of things um, can be thought of as, among other things, uh, related to, to gratitude, uh, that gratitude for, well, for our own past actions, um, gratitude for the Buddha, for what he's done, gratitude for the Sangha. Uh, of course, these are focused on, on very uh, dharmically related things, mm -hmm. but uh, I think we... Uh, as you would suggest, and as I would uh, practice as well, we should sort of. Pro I think we should expand that outwards um, into you know all the parts of our life that you know because other. I mean, I think ordinarily we tend to think, or there's a lot of. Let me put it this way: in our cultural culture nowadays, there's a lot of focus on our own ability to do things by ourselves, individualism, you know, and. Uh, I think one way to overcome that uh, skillfully is to begin to understand that what we're doing may be good and effective and wonderful, and we should be happy about it, but we should also understand and be grateful for the fact that that other people have to help us to do what we're doing. Um, our teachers, our our friends, our postmen, our people hooking up our cable system, I mean, all the people around us that that do a million unheralded little things that make our lives possible. And yeah. you can just continue thinking about that and just blow your mind once you begin to think even what, you know, what what's necessary to bring, you know, our, our lunch today or something. Yeah. Well, know? I mean, it's it's interesting cuz in uh we uh, I've been I've been doing some teaching recently on a particular uh teaching that kind of bridges the the old teachings to the mahayana teachings called the yogachara and uh in, in vasubandhu's yogachara there's a, a whole teaching on what are referred to as the three natures and and the one of the natures is the other dependent nature it's a, so so in you know the early teachings we have dependent arising you know which is you know very specifically related to dukkha and rebirth and and other dependent is sort of like, like everything is dependent on everything else. And, you know, so our lives are dependent on hundreds of other lives, you know, doing things to get us food or whatever. But there's also like the other dependent nature of 
a tree and the sun and, and the water and the earth, you know, how everything is dependent on everything else. And so we need, not we need, I mean, it's just gratitude would be a natural, would come naturally once that is seen, right? It would, it would manifest naturally once there's a realization of how things are dependent on everything else. And what's interesting, I was, uh, this is sort of going back to the early traditions of, you know, the alms round. And I, I believe when monks go on alms round, you know, they, they receive food. I would imagine they feel gratitude for the food they're receiving. They don't necessarily express it directly. They're not supposed to, yeah, I think. exactly. Um, yeah. Culturally, they're not supposed to. It's the people donating the food that are grateful. Which is yeah. Which is very, it's just kind of a mind bender for me from, from a Western, you know, from a Western culture. Yeah. And I've tried practicing that, like, and even suggested it. I mean, this kind of veers into generosity, which is all part of it as well. But when somebody asks me for money, say, on the subway, if I have something, I will often give it. And then I'll thank the person, you know, for allowing me to practice generosity, for giving me the That's, opportunity yeah. to practice generosity. Now, now, while that, you know, sounds strange, or may sound strange. I think it's a really valuable practice. And if you take that into other areas of your life, especially around uh, mindfulness and recognizing that we are practicing to free ourselves from delusion, to free ourselves from ill will and, and dukkha, every opportunity we have, every time dukkha arises, in our experience, which is, you know, fairly constant, you know, these are all opportunities. It's like, so rather than trying to push this stuff away, it's like, oh, oh, thank you. Now I have another opportunity to practice, another opportunity to free myself from dukkha, you know, and, and, and know that experience and, and, you know, know that shift in relation to it. And so, there's really no time when we don't have an opportunity to be grateful, um, even when things are going to hell. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, let's see. You know, and it's not like Shangri-La, not, Sh you know, um, Shangri-La is the wrong word. Uh, yes, <laughs> I'm thinking of a song. <laughs> que sera, sera. And it's not that, yeah, right? But so it's not like everything's always rosy, right, at all. <laughs> But the, everything is an opportunity to see things more. Every every experience is an opportunity to see more clearly. So even when the experience is challenging, every even when the experience is truly uncomfortable or truly, you know, what in 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 the first experience of it may seem like it's it's going to be horrible. It's always going to be like this. There is always an opportunity to see in a slightly larger context what's really true and what else is here and and we so quickly get boxed in and this related to a conversation we had a few weeks ago around perception you know that if we perceive that you know things are are limited then it's going to be hard to be grateful but if we kind of broaden out and look at the potential that exists even when things are falling apart you know then there's possibility. And, and so we can, oddly, we can, we can have gratitude for things that we otherwise 
or experiences that we otherwise would never consider having gratitude for. That's a really, right, right. that's a challenging and powerful practice, actually. Um, yeah, yeah, I can see that because it gives us an opportunity to practice. It's, it's, a, it's a tough one, mm. yeah. Yeah, I mean, what you were, you were mentioning about this uh, Yogacara, I don't know if, does it, uh, I think there's a sutta, as, I think it's a later sutra, I should say sutra, uh, Lankavatra, is it? It's one of the later ones where the, the, the idea of Indra's net comes up. And that became uh, a huge uh, part of a number of later Buddhist schools. I think the Huayen, for example. I did a video on it a while back. Uh, it's this, uh, for those who aren't familiar with Indra's net, it's this idea Amazing of the image. universe. Yeah, it's an image of um, the, the universe at its essence is like a sort of a three-dimensional net or web. And at every node where the the web elements come together, there's a little jewel. And the idea is that each of these jewels uh, reflects all of the other ones. And each of them can be thought of as, you know, a self or a way of viewing the world. And so there's a sense in which we can't change any one thing without changing everything, because if we change one node, one of these little jewels, then all of the other jewels will change in, in reflecting something different. So it's this idea that we are all interconnected or as Thich Nhat Hanh would say we are we inter are <laughs> or we yeah exactly interbeing yeah. that sort yeah. of interbeing yeah which is very different actually from the way that it was viewed in the early tradition as a, sort of a kind of a whole sort of re a sort of a turn of the, the dharma that uh, sees everything from a different angle but uh, very i mean certainly when it comes to gratitude a very very useful picture to have in mind that everything that we do is is because of the help that we've gotten from others. I mean, we can think of it in in both terms of the problems we have, or we can think of it in the good terms of the good sure. things that we do. Yeah, yeah. And I think the skillful way is to turn more towards the benefit and away from the harm, uh, because otherwise, you know, <laughs> just goes gives gets us in the wrong direction, basically. Well, it also and this again is you know this comes. Partly from <clears throat> the yoga char teaching of, but also even, you know, the qualities of Brahma Vihara is that it, we, we cultivate these beneficial qualities, right? right? And as we cultivate these beneficial qualities, it, it turns out to be the lens that we are experiencing life through. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, and when we do that, then the practice of gratitude becomes much easier, even for those things which are challenging. You know, yes, yeah. And, and I think, yeah, the repeated practice is so important. Uh, the Brahma Viharas being like loving kindness, compassion, sympathetic joy, which is particularly important as a sort of a, uh, an antidote to our tendency to, to uh, be resentful of others, the, 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 the benefits that they have that we feel we don't. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, and equanimity being the fourth of them, um, and those practices I find particularly loving kindness just being so powerful and a good way, a good introduction, a good sort of uh, entryway into gratitude. You know, so with kindness as a as a foundation, uh, we begin to see the world in a different light, such that our ability to be grateful to the the benefits that others have provided us becomes much easier. I think. Yeah, and and. It certainly changes your relationship with all the people you come in contact with because 
That's know, right. It's another, it's another uh, opportunity to practice loving kindness. It's another opportunity to, to be grateful for whatever they are providing. Even, the, even just their company or their presence or the fact that they're there is a lot to be grateful for. And to think, well, you know, how is this, you know, it's not always possible, of course, but in our interactions with other people, uh, to think, you know, to sort of try to approach them as how, you know, how is this person being helpful to me? What can I take out of this interaction that's beneficial? And, and of course, many times that's not a problem, it's obvious, but sometimes, you know, where things are more difficult, as you uh, suggested earlier, think, even thinking of bad, you know, relatively problem, difficult interactions with other people as, as a, an opportunity to practice gratitude or uh, something, you know, I mean, an ability to practice uh, kindness or an ability to practice uh, patience or something like that. Yeah. All of these, so even in <laughs> difficult interactions, we can try to think of it as in a positive light of how is this helping me? What, how, what can I learn from this? Right. I had a wonderful experience of that. <clears throat> Excuse me. A few weeks ago, I was informed of a, see how I can, I, I can put this out there. You know, I, there was an interaction I had with someone that I was sort of experiencing in one way. Obviously they were experiencing in a completely different way. And it came to my attention that, you know, that person was reading it differently than I was intending it to be. And it just, it was like, I mean, it was hard to hear at first, you know, and it's like, and it made me quite sad. And yet it was just this opportunity to kind of re-examine how so often my intentions are coming from one place, but the way they are received may be something else. And so it made me look very closely at Things I may say with the best intention, you know, it's like that little more, that, that a, a little additional mindfulness that says, well, wait a minute, though, is this going to be received the way it's intended? Or is it going to be, so, you know, just hearing, hearing this unfortunate situation and recognizing that there was an opportunity to hear it to actually learn something and gain something from it and having gratitude for the fact that it was brought forward. So there's that too. And yeah, so we always have these opportunities and we just don't think of them as things that we want to be grateful for necessarily. And if we did, it's like, oh, you know, thank you for that. Thank you for that insult. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, makes me wonder, you know, can I, can I have gratitude, you know, for your insult, because it makes me see things in a different way, or can it? Can I have gratitude for the insult? Because it allows me to practice compassion for you for insulting me, whatever it is. I mean, there's sort of like we can get carried away with this, but it, it's if we yeah, and it can view, sound condescending if depending on how you yeah, say of it, course, be careful about that, of course, yeah. or passive aggressive, worse, you know, or passive like, aggressive, you know. yeah. <laughs> um, so, and yet, you know, it's like if we get to the end of our day, and you know, and nothing clearly arose that we could be grateful for, you know, maybe we need to look a little deeper, you know, and say, well, yeah. actually, you know, there was an opportunity for me to actually learn something and I should be grateful for that. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of magical, you know, when you, when you bring that into your life in that way. And I think people who haven't, I mean, I, I have to say this because some, I, I know that, well, there may be some people listening who, uh, are not familiar with these practices or, 
are skeptical and I understand, but from my, all I can say is from my experience, when I started the practices of loving kindness, which I think is really an introduction, I mean, an entryway to all of this, it was kind of rote. You know, you, you say these uh, words, you know, to yourself, mm-hmm. I mean, depending on the practice, but there's one practice where you just repeat, you know, like, yeah. may all beings be well, may all beings be happy, those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you pick your own phrase if you'd like, you know, may all beings be safe. And these things may, I mean, saying this may seem artificial at first. It may seem forced. You may not really believe it <laughs> when you start. Um, and I, I, I'm there with you. I understand because I was where that, I mean, that's, that was me too. But I think if you keep up with it, uh, during meditation, I would suggest during formal meditation, uh, I think you'll find that it, you know, it begins to actually change the way you you view things. I mean, I'm I'm the reason I'm saying this is that I find these kinds of practices difficult. I mean, gratitude is being as, as one of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I find it difficult, um, and yet I also know that if I continue practicing these, and what when I do, when I make them part of my daily sit, if I you know, if I'm doing meditation in the morning and I just include some of this and it really does, I think it really does help. And I think it really, it's the sort of thing that like exercise over time, a little bit every day, Mm -hmm. you know, and you come back in in a month or two months, you find, you know, that subtly things have have changed in the way that you can, you know, view things, view view others. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I mean, in terms of of that practice of loving kindness that you're referring to, I mean, I, I, my very first retreat was was a loving kindness retreat. And I, I felt the same way that it was like, I'm just saying these phrases. They don't really feel like they're coming from my heart at this moment. And yet it was like planting a little seed, you know, and, yeah. and eventually that seed starts to blossom. But I also, and I also think that as I was saying at the beginning, that if we very from the very first moment that we are awake, even, I mean, literally awake in the morning, you know, we can have gratitude for just the fact that here I am and awake, you know, because that isn't always the case. <laughs> you know, it may not always be the case, you know, and so. Yeah, it, won't, it won't be the yes. case. Yes. <laughs> and so, you know, here I am awake. Can I make the most of this day? I mean, I should be grateful that I'm awake. Can I make the most of what's, what's about to happen next? You know? Yeah. Uh, and so then in meditation, if, if, we can be grateful for each breath, not only because it keeps us alive, but it actually reminds us to wake up at each moment. And, you know, so we can have gratitude for that. And then whatever happens, it's like, oh, you know, there's this, and now there's this. And, you know, this is like, there's a never-ending, there are never-ending opportunities for, for gratitude and for that practice. And, and what we'll discover at least what I discovered, and it sounds like what you discovered, is that as we kind of bring that fully into our uh, our day-to-day uh, life, um, it really does change one's attitude toward almost everything, um, you know, because we've awakened a certain part of our heart that may have been shut off before. You know, so as we go into Thanksgiving, you know, and I realize we have an international audience, so it may not be <laughs> and 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 there are you know there you know there, there is <clears throat> and and in terms of the actual holiday itself you know there could be 
you know, there's some ne- it has some negative connotations in you know at times. But that all that said, you know, because of the timing of this show, it's really just about learning learning this practice of gratitude and using mindfulness as a re- as as a, a, a reminder to just pay attention to all that is good and all that brings us joy and delight and recognizing that every moment is an opportunity for that, I would say. And I do know, of course, that one of the things that we have gratitude for is coffee. And uh, yeah. I had to make that segue somehow. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I knew you would. I knew you yes. I knew it was coming. <laughs> and uh and uh we uh, this is a way of supporting our, our program and, and yeah uh, the, and we're very grateful for the support that we've that we've got. Yeah, and so you can buy us a coffee on uh com, and also, you know, learn something about the other shows if, if this is a new show to you. We we are over forty episodes now, which is like Hard to believe. Kind of astonishing to me that we just started yeah. in January and we're keeping <laughs> it up. And uh, maybe we started a little earlier. I can't remember. But yeah, so I know that uh, I will have gratitude over Thanksgiving because I will have given myself the opportunity to be on retreat for this whole period. And uh, gratitude for the teachings and gratitude for the teacher that I'll be with and for my community, which supports me in, in allowing me to take that time. So, um, there's a lot of gratitude lovely, there. Lovely. So yeah, for sure. Well, I'm grateful for you, John. Likewise. For, yeah. So we can <laughs> keep this up. So thank That's you right. folks. And, yep. uh, until grateful next for time. our audience. Yes. And thank you. For, yeah. Thank you for listening. Okay. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast, consider leaving a review on your local podcast directory. It would help us out a lot. You can check John out at johnaaron.net and Doug at Doug's Dharma on YouTube and his Patreon page linked in the notes. You've been listening to Diggin' the Dharma with Doug Smith and John Aaron. Thank you.